it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. The Business Beauty Network is now on YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Biz Beauty Network. We plan to bring some awesome content along with bonus episodes and our weekly podcast episodes to the Biz Beauty Network YouTube channel. We hope to see you there. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's a new day, a new week, and a new episode of the Business Beauty Network podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am super, super excited to share today's episode with you. I have a great guest in store for you today, but before we get into that, make sure that you are subscribed to the Business Beauty Network podcast wherever you are listening. And don't forget to share the podcast as well. If you know someone who would benefit from this awesome content, make sure that you share the podcast. And let's connect. Connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I would love to connect with you there. You can definitely DM me, share your favorite episodes, share a, a clip of your favorite episode and the stories. Definitely leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. We really want to hear from you. So make sure that you are connected with me and connected with the podcast, Business Beauty Network work on all social media outlets. But now that all of that is out of the way, I really enjoyed um, talking with our guest today, Danisha Johnson. She's so down to earth. She has a lot of knowledge about business and about the beauty industry. I had a great laid back conversation with Danisha and I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Here is a little bit of Danisha's bio. Danisha Johnson is a 10-year-plus entrepreneur, licensed esthetician, master lash, and artist, and business coach. She's the owner of LL Studio and Skin, which was founded in 2017. She's passionate about helping others with startup and coaching them into launching their business to the next step. She's been featured in publications such as Best Pros in Town and Voyage Magazine. She works with all businesses, but is passionate about startups and entrepreneurs. She is a mother, minister, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, and here it goes. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. It is your host, Brandi Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Danisha Johnson. Welcome, Danisha. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on. I'm super, super excited to have you on the podcast today. But before we learn more about you and your business and the awesome things that you're doing, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Hmm. Uh, I would say most people probably don't know that I am a singer. So I have this extra talent that goes along with, you know, all of the skills that I am trained in in regards to the beauty industry. But I I sing a lot. Um, I've sung for um, different gospel recording artists and I sing um, on the worship team. But most people that are not in my inner circle, they don't know that I'm a singer. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Can we get a little something? I don't know about that now. <laughs> oh, dang. I tried. I tried. I tried. Well, I hope that. Thanks for sharing. You know, um, you. I was in a choir for many years okay. and, um, and sang in church. And a lot of people don't know that about me as well. So thanks for sharing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so I know you're an esthetician mm-hmm. and you've been in the industry for a while. Tell us, like, how, like, your beauty story, like, how did you get into this industry? 
So I started out as um, a medical assistant working for a dermatology office. Um, I literally was there for the, the first office that I started out with. I was there for nine years. Um, absolutely love skincare. Just love the office that I worked for. Um, at the time, I ended up, uh, my husband and I, we, we were pregnant with my son and I had to go on bed rest because I was high risk. Um, and so I, I was off the whole time that I was pregnant with my son. But then after that, I, you know, how us mothers, you know, maybe we want to spend more time with, with our child. And I wanted to kind of create um, another avenue for me to be able to do that, but still be able to work as well. So um, after that, I, I went and I taught medical assistant for a little bit of while, and it still was not enough. Um, flexibility for me, especially for me to have a, you know, a newborn there with me. So what I decided to do was kind of research about estheticians, um, the program, how long the program was, you know, I researched on salary and, you know, different things like that, different uh areas that you can branch out into being an esthetician, like, you know, makeup artist and um, body contouring and different things like that. And I went and I got the training. I became licensed and I stepped into the field from that point forward. Awesome. Awesome. So now that you are an esthetician, what would you say is like your specialty and that you love the most? Um, I think I love because I do lash extensions too. Um, so I, I'm, I'm certified lash extensionist, um, but definitely the skincare side of it is more of my passion. Um, I like seeing when clients, they come in with an issue and then their skin is transformed or I, I, I'm a certified acne specialist as well. Um, and so some of the clients that I have that come in, they have suffered with acne and it has affected their self-esteem for years. And um, they've tried so many different things, so many products, but yet and still nothing has really um, helped them. So I like seeing how when they start out, they don't have that confidence. And then at the end of the journey, which it is a, a, a sometimes a long journey, but at the end of the journey, they feel better about themselves because they have that clear, that clear skin. Okay. Now, um, from my experience, um, you know, as an esthetician myself, I, yes. I did electric stitches for years. So okay. We, we have a lot in common. But from my experience, it was really hard in the beginning after getting out of school, building. Yes. And just really figuring out, um, like, first I tried to work in a spa to do, like, facials and stuff, but that mm -hmm. really wasn't my thing. And mm -hmm. I didn't have the clientele. And I didn't know how to build it at the time. So how did you go about like just really uh, building your business? And like I've seen you take, I see that you've taken several trainings and you've enhanced yes. your skills. So like just kind of take us along your journey. How did you go about building and getting to where you are now? So it was really, um, it was kind of a difficult thing. You know, I know a lot of people feel like um, some people, they come out and it's kind of like an overnight success. That was not my story. Um, I really had to build strategically 
kind of build my business. But the I would say the first thing that kind of helped me was to determine who I am and what I wanted to provide. Um, There's so many that are in the industry. And if you have your mind or your eyes focused on what someone else is doing, you can miss the mark on what makes you successful. So um, I started out and i I started out solely just me by myself. Um, When I first started out as an esthetician, I worked up under um, a chiropractor. I was very, very new, didn't know a lot about building clientele. I did have her as the support, but I didn't really understand the hustle that I needed even back then. And so um, those time progressed. I kind of like left that job, but there still was passion in me to want to do it. And I think I needed to leave because it put me in a position to where I was by myself and I had to depend on myself in order for me to make it happen. Um, So after I kind of left that, I kind of regrouped and kind of focused. What do I want to do? What is my niche? What area I want to target? You know, what area do I want to work from? Um, I focused on networking groups a lot. I kind of mastered how to network, who to network with. I wasn't really into the whole social media thing at the time. I just didn't. um, It just wasn't really my platform. The majority of my clientele has built off of word of mouth. I would probably say um, now it's changed a little bit more because I use social media a little bit more. But in the beginning, I would say about 90 percent was word of mouth of me, me building my clientele. Um, so really just that push and that hustle um, to just continue, because a lot of times you do you feel like giving up. You know, Um, and it is a struggle, but you have to stay focused on what you do, what your goal is, set your goal, prioritize and really work towards it. You know, I like what you said, because you said that you really had to figure out what you wanted and what you enjoy doing. Yes. And while if you think about like the whole thing of being an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. a lot of times like. If entrepreneurship is like so that you could do what you love, right? You yes. can do what you want to do, you can do what mm-hmm. you love. But I find oftentimes in the beauty industry, oftentimes a lot of beauty professionals are not doing what they love to do. They're doing what they see everybody else doing. They do yes. doing what they feel they have to do. Mm-hmm. But they're not really they they don't feel that they can do what they truly love to do. Right. And I don't know why that is. Why do you think that is? You think that people maybe think that it won't be accepted or what, you know, the situation is with that. But I see that a lot. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it too is not being accepted, afraid to kind of like step out of the box. Um, But one thing that I've noticed with a lot of, especially in our industry, the ones that stand out are the ones that are doing something different. Um, And I think a lot of times we fear, you know, that we won't get the clientele because this is so different or um, people are not going to be drawn to me or there's not really a market for what my niche. But I, in my experience and what I've seen um, and just from other people is... um, people will draw you'll you'll draw your tribe you know they they talk a lot about um a tribe of people that are kind of like drawn to you and Mm -hmm. if you are your authentic self and you put yourself out there the right people will be drawn to you and i'm a firm believer of that 
So mm-hmm. I do believe I believe that as well. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing too is is I think it's like if even like your esthetician, but even es- esthetician cosmetologists, their license can can go so many different ways. Right? Yes, absolutely. So I think sometimes when you're getting in the industry, it's natural to, to try a variety of things. Mm-hmm. What really fits, and that's good. Like when you first got out of school and you really don't know, it is you know great to like really figure out what it is that is that thing for you because it's gonna be something. Like because everybody is not yes. doing the same thing, everybody's not good at the same thing, right? So what is it that you're good at? And I think when you really figure that out, then you could go that way. But it can be scary when you see everybody else doing other things. Or or you or sometimes even niching down, people think like, well, if I only offer this, then I'm gonna lose all the money. Yeah. Like nobody's gonna come to me. I'm gonna be narrowed down. But actually, oftentimes people that specialize, um, they mm-hmm. actually attract more clients. They become more known as the expert, mm-hmm. and they find that people, you know, trust them because they're known for. You know, for that specific thing. They're known for lash extensions or they're known for hair extensions or they're known for, you know, whatever it is that they do. So um, I love that. And I think it's a learning curve for a lot of beauty professionals because there's like so many things you can do. Like you're, especially as a cosmetologist, you can do a lot of stuff. Yes. Yes. So sometimes you think you you do all of it, but you don't. I I I kind of heard a story and I think it was in regards to Subway. Subway, if you notice Subway, they specialize in subs, you know, and a lot of other restaurants they have all these different items, but when I want a sub and I want a good sub, then one of the main places that I think about is Subway, you know. So and it's the same in the beauty industry. It, it's okay if you want to tap into a variety of things. That's okay as well. But it's nothing wrong with specializing in one area, like you said. If I know someone specializes in something, then I want to go to that person because they, I know, they can give me the results, and they they specialize in it. So yes, definitely. So you have, um, you know, grown your business and that's, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that's, that's quite something to say. Um, I know you teach other entrepreneurs how to get to six figures and six figures is a big thing in a beauty mm-hmm. industry because a lot of people in the beauty industry are not making six figures because <clears throat> some people say, well, why do everybody say six figures? And I'm like, well, if you look at like on the average income mm-hmm. of beauty professionals, mm-hmm. very low. Right. All this in America, it's like what 20, 30,000 a year. Yeah. Estheticians is pretty much about that as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when you say that like you're six making six figures, it's a big deal. What do you think? Like, I want you to give me like what do you think are the top three things it takes to build a six-figure business? Oh, wait, top three. <laughs> um, I definitely would say consistency um consistency is extremely big and i can say that even coming from experience like i quit probably about two or three times <laughs> before i got to this point um so definitely consistency in what you're doing uh it makes a huge difference i i think that also a team of support is vitally important. 
I would not have been able to get to this point if I didn't have a great circle of, of people. And when I mean a circle of people, you need that to be on a professional end and then personal. And then I'm a very spiritual person because I believe in God and I believe that God is the foundation of, of the success that I have so far. But you need that support spiritually as well. So um, your support system is everything because when you want to give up, you have all three of those. Professionally, you have someone telling you from the, the business side of, you know, supporting you, telling you what you need to do. And then you have that personal you know, you have that family. They see the other side of you. You're not always in boss mode. You know, they 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 get a chance to experience that other side. So and then also this the spiritual side for me as well, because I need my mind together. I need that peace. I need that joy um, because entrepreneurship, it really you, you go through ups and downs, highs and lows. Um, and then third thing. Oh, let's see. Um, third thing, I would say a plan. Um, plan and, and goals. You know, you want to plan where you want your business to go and you want to um, strive to achieve those goals. So definitely a plan. I love those. I always talk about, you know, consistency is the key. I always say that um, you never fail unless you quit. That's when you fail That's when you true. quit, you know. Yes. So you gotta stay consistent because um I think that is has been the thing that has helped me, you know, in my career is just the fact that I had just keep showing up, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> keep showing up and everything. It did like um support system can be hard though for some people because mm-hmm. I want to talk about that because sometimes you hear People say that they don't get support. And I remember, right. you know, sometimes people didn't necessarily understand because they're mm-hmm. doing what I do because I kind of do a lot of stuff and I'm an entrepreneur right. and hustling and grinding. So the everyday person that just works from nine to five, nothing against that. But they may not always get my grind. Right. So right. What I found is that sometimes if you don't have it in your family, you don't have it in your current friends, sometimes you have to uh, network up. So maybe Absolutely. That are in a position where you're trying to be, and start connecting with people. And and if you don't, um, if you don't have, like you said, you know your uh, your social your your social group, yes, your, your religious or you know spiritual group, yes, whatever you connect, find that. Yeah, don't allow that to be a hindrance. If that's mm-hmm. what you need, find that. Put yourself in a position to get that. Because I hear that sometimes people say they don't have support. Right, but, it's, but it's, it's it's millions of people in this world. You can connect with people. You can network. You can find people who will support you. Yes, Sometimes the best people that supported me was people that didn't even know me or know nothing about Absolutely. me. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, you are right. You're right. Um, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because I I I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, if you don't feel like you, um. Networking is about relationship. And if you don't feel like you have that support, then get out and network so that you can build a relationship with someone who can kind of provide that type of support. I was literally at an event last night and there was one girl um, who was there and she's an entrepreneur and she was just telling me how she's isolating herself and she feels like, um, you know, she doesn't really have the support. And my thing is, is 
sometimes we want support to come from certain people, but it doesn't always come from, you know, those people or, you know, others may be placed in your life to be that support system. So sometimes we have to just open up our eyes a little bit and open up our um, minds to receive whoever, for me, whoever God sends into your life at that time to be that support system. Hey, it's Brandi Taylor, the beauty business coach. I help beauty pros get unstuck and create the beauty business of their dreams. It's truly my goal to help beauty pros work smarter and not harder. I feel that you can truly do what you love and make great money doing it and have a thriving beauty business. I want to see more of us do just that. I'm opening up my VIP beauty biz coaching program for 12 beauty bosses. If you're ready to level up your beauty business, to make more money, to work smarter and not harder, and maybe have some Saturdays off. Yes, you could definitely have Saturdays off if you build the beauty brand of your dreams. I would love to work with you. I would love to help you to create just that. I've worked with many beauty professionals on their beauty business goals, and this program is tailored just for you. Find out more about how you can work with me as your business coach by booking a call. You can check the link in the show notes. I hope to work with you soon. As always, stay great, and I'm out. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I think um, just being open to that and yeah, like sometimes it's not like like you said, it's not gonna come. You know, if you know your mother has never been supportive of what you do, maybe she never will. You just have to love her anyway, right? Right, right. right. You know, you could definitely connect with people. Yeah, probably sometimes we are so concerned about what we don't have Mm -hmm. that we fail to see what we do. Yes. So sometimes we have the people around us that are willing to support us, but we're looking at it from yes, a different you know coming from here. So Mm -hmm. I love the way you said that. You know, yeah. So this is so that's a good one too. So I know um, you are helping uh, entrepreneurs. I love how you say go from employee to entrepreneur. Yes. You have a whole boot camp about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to kind of dive into that as well. Like kind of tell you, like, how do you go from employee to entrepreneur? Yes. What's your whole thing? Like give, the give transition of it. Well, so I designed this boot camp because I felt like with entrepreneurs, that's one of the hardest things that transition from um, you know, from employee to full-time entrepreneur. Um so in the boot camp, it's really designed to just kind of change our mindset first and foremost, because a lot of times we're so set in our ways and so set in our thinking that we haven't even thought beyond um, our our state that we're in right now. And you can't see past like we have that goal, but we don't really know how to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really deal with first and foremost, we have to change the mindset. You have to believe that you're an entrepreneur. You have to believe that that you're a boss, you know, Um, and then we kind of work on and every business is different. I know it took me a while 
for myself to go from, um, you know, employee to full time entrepreneur. And it, it I even had to um, work another job just in transition until I can get to that full time status. So every business is different. But what I usually do is just like take each individual business and we kind of set a plan um, as far as what's the best way to transition from working your regular nine to five to being an entrepreneur. And I sit down with them. We go over everything. We kind of prioritize, see where there are, because everyone is different. Some are in their startup stage and then others have been in business for a while, but they just don't know how to officially, you know, make that launch. Um, With me, it was a little bit different. I'm a little more risky. I did take the risk and just kind of jump on out there. And it was the best decision for me. Not to say that there weren't any obstacles or, you know, trials that I had to face because I did. But um, that's what works for me. Now, I know that doesn't work for everyone. So that's why we always like to set up a plan in place to make sure that it's going to be effective, but it doesn't hurt them, you know, in the long run. Mm -hmm. Now, um, what are, like you said, mindset, I know mindset is a big thing Mm -hmm. for people to transition from being an employee to an entrepreneur. And, um, but in addition to just getting your mind right and starting to think like a boss, what are some, can you dive into a couple of the core things that you feel like um, are really key that you offer in this program? Yep. So one of the things is helping them set up um, their entities, making sure that their business is, you know, labeled the correct way. We do that. We also um, strategically set a plan set a goal for the business, what direction they want to go into, um, and then prioritize. So when we're setting up the plan, we're really breaking down and kind of analyzing everything in detail to see what their goal is, how we're going to get to that goal, what time frame it'll take to get to that goal. Um, And then as far as like prioritizing, prioritizing to see a lot of times what we'll do is, is we know that we need all of these different things. I need, I need the website. I need the, you know, the social media marketing and all of that. And you may need that. Most of us do need that, but to be able to sit down and prioritize to see what do I need now? What can I get started on now? Um, The other thing is, is what I'll do is is I, I show them how to network. A lot of people do not know how the correct way to network. Mm-hmm. So I show the correct way to network. Um, we do some networking exercises. I also help to plug them with different networking groups providing different resources so that they'll be able to get the word out, you know, in regards to their business. So we, we, we do the networking thing. Um, Give us some networking tips because I love that. Now networking is something I started really talking about last mm-hmm. year. Um, not, not just something I started doing last year, but I found that a lot of beauty professionals, you know, like that was a piece that they just didn't do. So what would be some um, networking tips you would give for the beauty professionals that are listening? So one of the tips is um, try to get involved with uh, as many groups as possible. So a lot of people, they don't know what type of groups to get involved in. Well, if you have children, you can connect to some of the groups that they 
have at the school. Um, different type of, you know, religious groups, if you want to, you know, connect in that aspect. Um, there are so many different groups. I mean, you can Google like networking groups, different meetups that they have. Some are free, some you have to pay for. So that's one tip. But one tip that I would love to give for if you are actually in a networking group, some people are introverted and they're actually afraid or they don't know how to start off a conversation or engage in it. Um, one of the things you can do that'll kind of break the ice is when you approach someone or someone approaches you, you know, you want to be natural. You want to not, don't think about the pressure, but one thing that'll kind of help to break the ice is introduce yourself, compliment the individual. A compliment really does a lot for someone. It opens up that door and it just kind of makes that person, you know, a little more relaxed. So if you came to me and you said, hi, you know, my name is Brandy. I do this. I, you know, nice hat. You know, that's going to kind of open me up a little bit. OK, well, she complimented me. That pressure is not there. So giving a compliment, that's one way to just kind of break the ice, especially if you're an introvert. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And I think um, I've been challenging my coaching clients to do it more. Like, so especially now, January is can be a slower month for a lot of the industry, period. You know, after the holidays, yes. people try to get back caught up on these bills that they just spend all this money and, you know, yes. how it goes. So January can be like that. So this is a great time to find events to go to. This is a great time to network and connect with people. And yes. I love that advice you give. Like, you got to think about, like, where is your client? Yes. So where is she going? Start showing up to some of those events. Some of the tips I also would give is, like, you know, I used to go to entrepreneur summits different events because okay. I wanted to work with like corporate women yes. or, you know, women who were successful, at, you know, making over a certain amount. So I would go to those types of events because that was my target. Okay. And, um, and so, yeah, I love those tips and networking is a really big piece. Yes. And so I think, I think the, those are really great tips. One other tip is um, if you're not really good with um, just like connecting to people naturally, Take someone with you that is. I a lot of times will take my mom or I'll take like another um, co-worker and they're sometimes a little more outgoing. <laughs> and so they'll get a conversation going, but you have to be aware and you can jump right in along with them. So that helps to break the ice as well. That's cool. That's a good idea. Now that's mm -hmm. something I didn't think about, but that is definitely something different you could do. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. So what are you excited about? I know you have your event coming up. Oh. And when this airs, the event will probably be taking place, but you mm -hmm. can still kind of talk about it a little bit and what you got going on and what you're excited about. Yes, so I'm extremely excited about this event. Um, so the event is the Six Figure Entrepreneurship and Beauty Business Conference. So this is an event that I have wanted and planned on putting on for a long time. Um, um, I'm excited about it. There's been a lot of just, you know, just excitement in the air. But the event is basically to bring entrepreneurs, but also um, industry professionals together. Um, it is uh, the event is a brunch, but there's a huge networking opportunity 
as well. And the intent is for us to intentionally build each other's business. Um, I did an interview actually with Oakland Press yesterday and the lady, she asked me, she said, why do you want to bring so many people together in the same industry? Don't you feel like that's competition? And I said, that's not the way I look at it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much revenue out here. You can help others build their their brand and it not affect you. I'm not worried about it affecting me at all. It's more so I want to help them get to others, get to where I am. So the main thing that's, that kind of pushed me into this is when I started out, I did not have a lot of help. I figured out a lot on my own, but if I would have had that support system in the beginning, I will be even further than what I am now. So I'm very passionate about helping entrepreneurs and other people in the industry get to this point. Um, but yeah, the event, I'm extremely excited about it, even though this will probably air on the on that day. This is an annual event, so we will have another one next year. This year is being held at the Marriott. We have some you know, major people that'll be there. We have some big name sponsors, State Farm, um, Andrew Smith from Bloomfield Hills. He'll be there. He's actually going to be a speaker. And um, one of the things about him is, is, he specializes in our industry. And I wanted to bring that element um, because he specializes in getting us the best results as an individual, as a business owner, you should protect your business. So he's going to be talking about insurance and the best way to protect your business. Um, we also have Shana Simone, who is doing her thing um, in the beauty industry. She is um, a hairstylist and she specializes in hair loss. So she was the first person that I brought on as a panelist. I definitely wanted to have her. Um, she's just huge in our industry. And then we also have Dr. Teresa Moore, who is a therapist and she'll be talking about mental health, balancing life, you know, the business and the family, the ups and downs, highs and lows of running a business. Because, you know, even as individuals, there are a lot of people who deal with depression and deal with the, you know, just the downside of running the business. So we want to make sure that we're providing, um, transparency. I mean, it's not always up just because you hit those six figures. It doesn't mean that it's always highs. There are some lows to it. And we want to prepare everyone for that as well. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, That's definitely needed for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, so um, if you know, if you didn't make it this year, make sure you make it next year. I'm still going to make sure everybody have your contact information. I have your website running past um, so if you could share that really briefly, the, uh, your website and how they can, you know, find out more about you so that they can prepare for next year. Definitely. And I know you probably will you be having more events throughout the year because it is. January. You know, we have been getting a lot of requests and there has been a lot like I want to put on a, another networking event. I've done um, networking webinars before, but I actually want to put on a networking and branding event. So I'm in the works of um, talking about that probably closer to mid to later this year. So we are in the works. I've been doing events for a long time. 
anyway. So they kind of know us for our events. But um, this year, we just kind of want to step it up, you know, even more just to be able to provide that. But as far as reaching me, I'm Donisha Johnson. You can reach me um, or you can go to the website and find out all of our information and stay up to date with all of our events at imovelikeaboss.com. That's imovelikeaboss.com. And then you can follow us on um, all social media platforms. We're on Facebook. Um, the business page for Facebook is LL Studio and skincare and that's if you want to find out anything about our spa services and then on instagram you can follow me at donisha j okay awesome well thank you for sharing that thank now you. before we wrap up i want to ask you like my last three questions i like to ask people that come on okay so first is that what would you say has been the what would you say has contributed to your success thus far in your business I have to solely give my credit to God. I do. Um, it's the foundation of who I am. Um, and, you know, I've had to con constantly pray about my business, turn it over to God and ask him to bless it. And I just like I said before, I wouldn't be here if, if it was not for that. Um, so definitely that first in and for First and foremost, but and then aside of that, I would say just the hard work, um, making sure that, you know, that hustle in me is always there. There you'll find things that work and then you'll probably find five more things that doesn't work. But to always have a plan, you know, be and get back up and try again. Most like you said, we, we want to quit and just kind of give up. But no, get up and try again. How? Just because, how do you move like a boss? So move like a boss to me is just that boss mentality. Um, it's kind of being confident in who I am. It doesn't mean that I think that I'm better than anyone or um, I'm a diva. That's not what it means to me. But it's more so um, me knowing who I am, my thought process. When I think, I think like a boss. I think on this level of um, this level of of success, um, this level of striving for the goals, but not only striving for the goals, a boss achieved those goals. So it's more so a mindset. Um, when whatever moves I'm, I make, I'm thinking like a boss, I'm moving like a boss. Okay. So do you have like a, a favorite book or mantra or, you know, like what's your go-to for motivation? Um, for motivation, favorite book. One of one of the books that I love is The Giver's Game. Um, that's actually a book that I um, received when I was in a networking group. But it talks about how, you know, especially when you're running the business or you're trying to build or you're trying to network, you want to think about giving more so always than receiving. And I always tell people it's kind of like, well, even in the Bible, you know, it talks about how it's better to give than to receive. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I always give this demonstration that if your hand is open and you have things going out and it's freely open, it's you're going to freely be able to receive things as, as well. So um, the giver's gain is really, really big for me when I am networking um, or when I'm amongst a group of people or when I'm even connecting. 
my mind frame is, is how can I help that individual? It's not always just about what I can receive, but it's more so um, how can I help that individual to be what, you know, be more of what they want to be as well. Now, what would you say is your favorite tool that you use for your business that you can't live without? My phone. Okay, so my phone and uh, <laughs> um, right now you said the app I use um, ah, <sighs> oh, I it's so I, I mean, I'll I, I, Canva. Okay. That's a great app. Yeah, Canva is a good one. Yeah. Um, I can Canva right now. Yeah, I agree with that one. I, yeah, because you can just do so many things. And if you if you don't have like, um, which I do have a graphic designer, but honestly, sometimes I'll just pick up and I'll just do things myself. And I love Canva. Um, but let me just say on the on the really sincere business side of it, one of the systems that I use is um, Square. And I absolutely love Square um, because it has made it, it streamlined it for it to be very simple for me. It's not just the appointments, but it's also the POS system. That's just kind of a tidbit for anyone who is looking for something and they're kind of like overwhelmed with so many of the other processes and system. I that that's probably something that I honestly cannot live without right now. <laughs> I love Square. I use Square. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That is your, well, it has been absolutely great uh, having you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for sharing everything with us. Um, do you want to share anything else with us before we go? No, I, I think I'm pretty much all set. It's just, it was such an honor. I absolutely love your podcast. Um, you. I had a chance to, to listen to a couple of the episodes and I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, it's definitely needed in our industry. I love the professionalism that you portray and everything. So yeah, I'm just, you know, just thankful that you actually reached out for me to be on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you soon. Yes. Can't wait. So, Johnson, everybody, I'll have all of her information in the show notes. Make that you make sure that you connect with her um, at imovelikeaboss.com. As always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at IamBrandyTaylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.